powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message. I am blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, speak to us. Do what you do when you do how you do it because you do all things so well. And for this, we give you praise in advance. Somebody say, I'm ready. My future's ready. Let's heal. That's a good place. You should have put something on the back end of that. Say, I'm ready. My future's ready. Let's heal. Come on, grab a seat. Let's go to work. So we just finished our series, Love Songs, and we were learning biblical principles from popular love songs. And the series we're starting tonight is called Group Therapy. Everybody say Group Therapy. Here's what group therapy is, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at how we've lived. We're going to learn, then live better. I'll say it again. We're going to look at how we've lived. Can we be honest? A lot of the stuff that you saw yourself in a, as a victim in, you were not. Let's talk. A lot of the stuff that you saw yourself as being taken advantage of or used or abused, many times that's not fully accurate because that's only giving one part of the situation. A lot of the times what happens is that because you were hurting, you went forward, but you began to hurt other people. And so when you began to reap what you sowed, all of a sudden you began to accuse others of doing to you what in fact you were doing to them. Come on, let's heal tonight. Somebody say, I'm going to look at how I've lived. Talk to me, y'all. Say, learn then live better. So Ecclesiastes 1.18 says this, the greater my wisdom, the greater my grief. Shut your mouth right there. Grief means loss, and grief is our natural human response to loss. So when we are grieving, it is literally our emotions and our emotional response to losing something. Here's what's funny, is that when you are grieving, you can even have what's called the paradox of grief. What does that mean? You can literally be grieving the loss of something that really wasn't loss, it was gain. For example, you can have a baby and then begin to grieve after having a baby because even though you're excited about this baby, you have lost freedom. 
You can, y'all ain't saying nothing. You can get married, and then after getting married, even though you're excited about your marriage, now you begin to go in grief because now you you can't just do what you want to do, how you want to do it, when you do it, because you ain't single no more. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. You can get a new job and be excited about a new job, but because there are things you haven't mastered on the job, you can begin to feel inadequate. So here it is, you've lost confidence. Mm. And because you've lost confidence, you can begin to grieve. So what's funny about grief is that grief is our response to loss. So here's what he says, the greater my wisdom, the greater my grief. Here's what that really means. I had to lose some things in order to learn some things. I had to lose some things in order to learn some things. And I think there's a few of us tonight that can be honest about the fact that our greatest lessons came from our greatest losses. You remember that stuff that cost you a whole lot. Come on, y'all, let's stop. You remember the stuff that had you crying for three and four days, not wanting to go to work. and sim- you, you remember some of those lessons that have the greatest loss. And I think there's some of us in this building and some of us online tonight that can say, I can look back and celebrate what I used to cry about. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing tonight. I can look back over my life and celebrate what it was that I used to cry about, what I used to be upset about, the stuff that I thought was hurting me, what I found out it was really helping me, the stuff that was breaking me, I found out it was really making me. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I've got great wisdom now. Come on. Say, I've got great wisdom now. But wisdom came through some wounds. Okay, let's go further. To increase my knowledge only increases sorrow. He says, so, so I had to learn through some losses, but to increase my knowledge, it actually increased sorrow. In other words, I found myself constantly dealing with situations that had me feeling sorrowful. But those are the same situations that made me more knowledgeable. Okay, okay. The stuff that I... <laughs> If, if, if people made a movie about it, it'd be a three or four day lifetime. Because they couldn't fit your life into no 30 minute situation. Y'all ain't going to say. Where are the people in the building that can say, and the people online that can say, listen, if you knew my story, you would never question my praise. If you knew the hell I had to go through, you'd be looking at me and saying, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Praise him. Because if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side. So the greater my wisdom, the greater my grief. That to increase knowledge only increases sorrow. But here's the other reason that he was saying to increase uh, uh, knowledge increases sorrow. Because the more I learn, now I am responsible for what I've learned. Which means at a certain point, I can no longer wallow in my wound. At a certain point, I can no longer stay stuck in that sorry situation. At a certain point, I got to stop pointing fingers at other people and I got to deal. Come on, what Michael say? I got to deal with a man or a woman in the mirror. And there's sometimes you don't need to be talking to nobody else about changing their ways. You need to look at yourself and say, you need to change your ways. If you keep going through the same situation, listen, it ain't them, it's you. If you keep dealing with the same scenario over and over and over again, there's something in that situation that you haven't learned yet. Ooh, but baby, this is going to be your month of healing and acceleration. Open your mouth and say, my future needs me healed. So here's what we learned in love songs. Let's go to work. Mark 12, 28. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another and seeing that he answered them well, uh, uh, well and asked them, which commandment is the most important of all? Somebody say one question. And you shall love, here's Jesus' answer, and you shall love the Lord your God 
with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Now, interestingly enough, 99% of the time, when we see the word heart in Scripture, it means mind. Old Testament, it's the word leb, L-E-B. In New Testament, it's the word cardia, uh, K-A-R-D-I-A. But in this particular verse, heart is separated from mind. I want to show you the difference that's listed here because sometimes, watch me, you can think you love God, but there are parts of you that do not, which affect how you love yourself. Because you cannot, watch me, what, what do we say at Harvest? Love God, love people, love life. Uh, so the scripture says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and, and all that. Then love your neighbor as yourself. So I get love from God. I give it to me, then I give it to others. But if there's parts of me that I don't know that are lying to me about receiving his love, then there's parts of me that are lying to me about how I love myself. And there's parts of me that are lying to me about how I love others. So in this particular verse, a different word is used to give a different depth to it. So look at the screen. He says, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. So heart there is cardia, mind. Somebody say, my mind loves him. What, what does that mean? I focus my mind to love the master, which means what my master loves is what I love, and what he hates is what I hate. What he's for is what I'm for. What he's not for is what I'm not for. What he likes, that's what I like. Y'all remember coming to America, and he asked the girl, he said, when she was introduced, she says, listen, I, watch me. Y'all going to catch it in a minute. She says, my whole life, I've been trained to be a princess. You missed it. She says, I've been training my whole life to be a queen. I've been training my whole life to sit in royalty. So I learned not to like what I like, but because I've been training to be a queen, I learned to like what my king likes. Shut up. In other words, everybody in here, everybody online, I'm learning to like what my king likes. Why? Because Revelation 5.10 says he makes me to be a king and a priest, which means what do you like? Whatever he likes. What do you do? Whatever he do. What do you say? Whatever he say. Where do you go? Wherever he goes. He says, my mind has to love him to the point to where I want to please my master. And here's the problem, especially with American Christianity. We think it's about us. You really think this whole thing is about you. What I want, how I feel, uh, this is how I think church should be. He didn't ask you. He didn't. This is how I think Christianity should be. He didn't ask you. Why? Because this is bigger than you, boo. This is bigger than your personal preferences and what you like and who, watch me, and who you don't like and who you think should be included and who you think should be excluded. This is bigger than your personal preferences. Let's go. Then character. That means my character loves him. Watch me. It, it, what's character? Character is who you are when no one's looking. Check this out. He says, I love him so much that even when I don't think nobody's looking, I realize he's paying attention. Which means even what I do behind closed doors, I pay close attention to because my character loves him. Come on. Say this with me. Say my character loves him. Now, which means you could get away with it and nobody would know. But because your character loves him, you say, I ain't going to be able to do that. If I got to get it like that, I don't want it. Where are the people in the building that can say, God, thank you for giving me good character. And thank you for improving the areas of my character that I found out to be lacking. That I found out not to be right. That I found out not to be efficient. Thank you for making my character good. Because it matters who I am when ain't nobody watching. Here's the next definition. My inner self. Here it is. We're about to go there. My inner self. What does this mean? It says, this is the stuff that you only tell you that you only think you know about. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. Can we be honest? That all of us have stuff that we think that even God don't know about us. Like you think you're keeping secrets from him. 
Like, he don't know. Like, can, can we be honest, though? Like, we all do that. Where did we get that from? Adam, because that was Adam's deal. Adam's whole deal was he was so ashamed that he did something he was not supposed to do. He begins to run from God as if you can run from God. Adam, you're going to hide behind a tree. It doesn't even make sense. Just like it doesn't make sense when we try to hide our inner self from God as if he doesn't know. That's why the scripture says, they that worship must worship in spirit and in truth. What does that mean? God, I ain't going to sit up here in front. So when I lift my hands, I'm lifting them fully aware that I am not where I want to be. But I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. And I'm not trying to lie to you to pretend like I am. You already know I got some issues, but you still want me. And you still love me. And you still use me. Here's the next one. My wheel. Cardia here. The next definition, my wheel. So my wheel learns to love his ways. Now this is important. Because if you don't learn this, you will spend periods of life that you feel like are extended prison sentences. Because your will hasn't learned to love his way. So what's one of his ways? He says he corrects or he chastises those that he loves. So in other words, when I'm corrected because my will loves his way, when I'm chastised, this is good. Parents, you know if you've ever disciplined your child with a southern style of discipline, you would use the belt and, and watch me. And here's what you say. You'd say stuff to him that was torture. Let me tell you what you said. Why are you crying? It hurts. Here's what you say. I'm about to give you something to cry about. Well, what have we been doing for the last five minutes? Stop all that hollering. You stop all that hitting. Now, now watch, check this out, check this out. Here's what you really wanted. What you wanted is in the moment, please pay attention, in the moment that you were giving discipline, you wanted to see them repent. You wanted to see them acknowledge that what they had did was wrong and in that moment recognize I ain't going to do it no more. And so watch me, when you heard them start saying, I ain't going to do it no more, I ain't going to do it no more, you stopped. Why? Because you said now evidently your will likes my way. So here's what God says. If you love me, love my ways, even when my ways get in your way. Love when I delay and learn how to say things like every delay is to my benefit. <laughs> love when I give you, give you a, you a, do a de detour and say this detour is for my benefit. Love when I cut some people out of your life and say if God cut them, they must have been cancer. If God got rid of them, they must have been cancerous. I say my will loves his ways. All right, watch, stay with me. And then my intention, my intention, my intention. So, so, so it says my intentions love him, which means everything I'm doing, the intention is to show my love to him. My intention is to show my love to him. My intention is to demonstrate that I love him. So before I start it, before I have even, watch me, the idea, I check the idea against my intention. Because a lot of people have great ideas, but your intentions are wrong. You, wanna, you have a good idea of befriending somebody, but your intentions are wrong because you want to come up, not a friend. You want somebody to help heal you because you think a new person will help heal the old wounds. Not realizing healing is an inside job. You got to do this by yourself. But here's the beauty of this series. You're going to be healing while you sit next to somebody that's healing, while you chat with somebody that's healing, while you listen with somebody that's healing. All right, so look, then it means my center. 
which is the center of me loves him. Let's go to the next word. And with all your soul. Soul there, psyche. Here it is. That means your mind, your thoughts, your will, your emotions. Say my mind, my thoughts, my will, my emotions. Then he goes, so we understand that, okay? So, so, so you see, the, di the distinction made here is that the cardia mind being mentioned is the inner one that you think you hide. The soul mind being mentioned here is the conscious one. It's the one that you like to show. He says, I want what you don't want to show nobody to love me. And I want what you do want to show everybody to love me. I want you to love me not just in the building because Bishop said worship. I want you to be driving down the street and just think about how a year ago you were... And I want you to pull over to the side and just show me that you love me. Yeah. Come on. What the people see and what the people don't see, I want that to love me. When the people see you wrong and when the people don't know you did wrong, I want that to love me. Oh, we're about to say all of me loves all of him. All right, and with your mind. So, so, so watch this. So now we have this separation here again. So mind is the definition. Open, what you're showing. Inner, what you're not showing. But then look, then it specifically mentions the word mind because it wants to go deeper. Look at this. Dianoia in Greek for my note takers. Here's what that means. Your understanding. He says, every time you get to an understanding, let it be that it's because I love you. So when you look back over who hurt you, let it be that I allowed it because I loved you. Y'all ain't finna sit there and look at me like that. When you look back over the stuff that you thought hurt like heaven, hell, earth, and everything combined, I want you to look at that and your understanding should get you to the place to where I allowed it because I loved you. When you look back over that relationship, uh, I want you to look back at it and say, I allowed you to do your own thing since you were so grown because I loved you. And I loved you enough to let you have to lose so you'd learn. Why? Because through your grief came your wisdom. Through your loss came your lesson. Now that's deep, y'all, because he says, everything that you go through, let the understanding be that I love you. And let the understanding be that you love me. And since I love you and you love me, I'm not going nowhere and you ain't going nowhere. It's just like when Jesus started preaching stuff. Jesus said stuff like this. He said, he preached a message one time. And he said, listen, whoever wants to partake with me, and he says, and be my disciple, you need to drink my blood and eat my body. They thought he was talking about cannibalism. He was talking about the Passover that would become later known as what we call communion, which we're going to do tonight. So when Jesus preached that message, people started walking out. So it was a big old crowd of people, because listen, the crowds always come for the free food. People always like free stuff. For some of you, let me tell you, you need to check your crowd. How do you check your crowd? Restrict the free stuff, and you'll see who your real friends are. Do I have some people over here that are talking? Because these people over here ain't talking. If you hold back the free stuff, you're going to see who your real people are. So, so, so crowds were there because Jesus was giving away free food, free healing, all that. You know, everything's free. So crowds were there. So then when he preached a tough message, people started getting up and walking out. They're like, eat your body. Mm -mm. <laughs> I ain't going to be able to do it. <laughs> Drink your blood? Uh-uh, this man is telling us to be a vampire. <laughs> and Buffy wasn't around. I ain't going to be able to do it. Check this out. So people started walking away. Jesus looks at his 12. <laughs> so what y'all going to do? 
In other words, I need you to tell me, you ready for this? I need, listen, some of us should be able to shout about this. You have to be so secure in you that even if the crowd walk, you are determined I'm going to fulfill my assignment. You got to be so secure in you that even if people walk away, you can look at the rest of the people that I'm begging you to stay. Uh, Jesus said, y'all going to? I need to know now. Just let me know if you're with me or not. And Peter says, where are we going to go? You have the words of life. Right? So, so, so check this out. So, so look there. So look, your understanding. Everything about my understanding. So here's the deal. Even if I hear something I don't understand, my understanding is that I love him and he loves me. I need you to get that. Even if I hear something I don't understand, my understanding is that he loves me and I love him. So even if I don't get it, I don't have to get it right now. I just have to obey it. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Even if I don't want to do it. Listen, you guys have heard my story. I didn't want to be a pastor. I said, God, I see how these people treat pastors, and I'm not the one. And to God be the glory, Harvest loves their pastor, and their pastor loves them. But that's because they know I'm a G, and I'm not the one. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm just not. Okay? I, I just not. I'm just not. We're going to do what we're going to do. And, that's, and if you're coming, let's go. And if you're not coming, go now. <laughs> we got work to do. <laughs> we got souls to save. There are lives that need changing. And there are some people that don't want attention. They want results. Come on here. There are some people that want to be healed. And there are some people that just want to sit up and constantly be in the same mess over and over and over. Well, I don't have time for that because there's too many folk that want to see results in I've learned that healing isn't as fun. Why? Because it doesn't give you the same attention as being broken does. Healing isn't as fun because it doesn't give you the same attention. What's wrong with you, baby? You okay? You going through? Doggone it. This is the day that the Lord has made and I shall rejoice. So I'm good. So I, I, I love Harvest. Harvest is me. So, but I was like, God, this is not like, no, sir, this is not the plan. I had a plan. I had a whole plan laid out. I said, I pr watch me, I prayed about my plan. I sold over my plan. I, I went to my leadership over my plan. This is the plan that everybody, this was good, and then you changed it. And you changed it violently. And you changed it in a city like this one. Y'all ain't gonna say... You change it in a city where the statistics say it's 46 out of 50 for lowest churches. God, you didn't want to change the plan in Houston or Atlanta or Miami or New York or Chicago. Probably a hot place. Mm, let, me be, just, no, let me help you get this. But my understanding is he loves me and I love him. So whatever he says, that's what he gets. And I shut my mouth and I do the job. And somebody in the overflow needs to hear me. That's got to be your understanding about your relationship with God. I may not get it. And watch me. He'll let you make your little plans. Go on, put that together, baby. Put it together. Put it on a PowerPoint. Get you some pictures and some images and put some music on your PowerPoint too. And he'll look at it and say, that's cute. It's cute, but that ain't big enough. You think I let you hurt like that just to get that? I'm about to take you to eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man.
Somebody say, and my next 12 will be my best 12. Let me go. I got to finish. I got to finish. <laughs> Woo. Say, I have an understanding. He loves me. I love him. He ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. It's just that simple. In three months, I ain't going to find some new religion on YouTube. I ain't finna go, go look at the pyramids. I ain't finna talk about I'm just spiritual. Well, how can you be spiritual without the king of spirits? I don't even understand. It's quiet right there. Look, watch this next part. Watch me, Denver. Love you. Say all my mind. Here's this next word, intellect. He says, love me with all your intellect. He said, all that book knowledge you got, he said, love me with that. Don't use that to justify why you don't love me. Because Watch me, because there's a spirit where some people think if they're educated, that that means that they cannot be spiritual. And what you don't understand, what you studied came from God. He is omniscient, omniscient. Okay? I'm saying it that way on purpose. I'm not meaning all shit means knowledge, which means everything that you study will eventually take you back to God. Let's just go here. Well, Bishop, I don't believe, I don't believe that God created this. I believe in evolution. Great. Well, who put the first monkey here? Okay. Uh, I don't believe it. I don't believe in that. I believe it was a big bang, but who shot the bang? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I believe we came from some soup. Well, who was the original Campbell's? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Everything you study will eventually take you back to God. You can't study something and separate God from it. That's why they call them theories. You know why they're theories? Because they don't have answers because you cannot answer it if you exclude God. That's why doctors practice medicine. They don't know everything. That's why they have medical miracles where they say, we don't know how this person got healed, but they did. Some of you, you are medical miracle because they said Corona was going to take you out, but you're still. Let's go. Here we go. What's this next word? Your imagination. He says, when you daydream, I need that to come back to you loving me and I love you. I don't need you daydreaming about a day where we are absent one another. Because here's what some of you, especially if you grew up in church, here's what you'll think. You know, I've always been in church. You know, I just, I just need to just, you know, I never got to just go out and just live. <laughs> Let me tell you what you was missing. Not knowing who your baby daddy was. shooting yourself up with something you might not recover from y'all ain't you better be glad you was in church because while you were in church you weren't shooting something up in your and if you were thanks be to God that he snatched you before you killed yourself I need for those of us that are grateful that God's been good to you to just take two seconds to put a crazy praise right there two <laughs> one Say, my imagination loves him. All right, so this is what God says. And with all your strength, that's iskus. That means your power. He says, whatever power you have, love me with it. Whatever power you have, let it be that there's an understanding that I love you and you love me. Don't use your power and exclude me from your power or I'll take your power. If I give you power and position and you don't use it to glorify me, I'll take it. 
and give it to somebody that knows what to do with him. Because I didn't give it to you for you to just to sit up there and say, well, you know, I don't like to bring Jesus into the workplace. Are you crazy? And the Muslims get to do it, and the Jews get to do it, and the, and the non-believers get to do it, and everybody else get to do it, and you the one in the building with power and won't say nothing? Okay, this is, okay. All right, here we go. With all your might. In other words, Jesus says, listen, what's your might? Your might is, determines the level of your fight. He says, so when you're fighting, fight like you know I love you. Fight like you told somebody you was going to meet them on the playground at 3 o'clock. Because you're fighting over Aisha. Y'all remember the song? Aisha. Remember? Like, 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 because, listen, why did you fight? Because you had a reason. You had a why that gave you might. Some of you parents, everybody listen, you parents, you get a whole nother might when it comes to your kid. See, you can say what you want to say about him. But let somebody else call you and say something about it. Ah, ah, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, Darlene. You're right, but I'll say it. You don't say it. In other words, God says, when you fight and fight like I love you. Wow. When you fight and fight like I love you and fight like you love me. Fight so, watch me, fight so much to be healed that it's bigger than you being healed. That it's because you love me and you don't want none in between us no more. Y'all still with me? All right, let's go, let's go, because I could stay here all day. All right, force and ability. He says, with all of your ability, every ability you have, let's start right here. Many of you have many abilities, and God says, you don't love me with them. You only profiteer from them. And it's fine to profit so long, because the scripture says, Deuteronomy, he, he teaches us to profit. That means he teaches us to do well. But God says, but I didn't give that to you just for you to use selfishly for you. Yet you do nothing for my house. He said, with all of your abilities, say, I have abilities. With all of your force, say, I have force. Don't get quiet now. Say, with all my might, say, I have might. With all my power, say, I have power. Watch verse 31. One question, because remember the guy said, what's the greatest commandment? It was one question, but watch, Jesus gives two answers, verse 31. And the second is this. Wait a minute, Jesus, we asked you about the first. We only asked you about one. You're giving us two, two principles here. God always outdoes you. You, he's never going to be left on you anything. David asked the Lord two questions after Ziklag was burned. He says, shall I pursue, pursue and will I be victorious? The Lord says, yes, you shall pursue. Yes, you shall overtake. And without fail, you're going to recover all. He asked him two questions. God gives him three answers. For some of you, I need you to know God says, listen, the reason I've been stretching you is because I want to outstretch you. Because if you ask me one, I'm going to give you two. So I've been asking you to give me 45 and 55. Why? Because I... You see it? I, but look at the second thing. One question, two answers. Verse 31. The second is this. You should love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Let me back the thing up. Because you missed it. The second, say two. Come on, for my Spanish speakers, say dos. Means two in Spanish. You should love your neighbor. The second is this. You should love your neighbor as, it's a mathematical equation, that means equal to, yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. 
Okay. I'm going to say it one more again. Let me back that thing. One more time. Which is the greatest commandment? First is you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, so to say. Right? Okay. The second <laughs> is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. What does that mean? God says, do not tell me you love me and hate people. Do not tell me that you love people and hate me. Do not. He makes them equal in application. He makes them equal in application. So don't talk about how much of a Christian you are and let you hate this group of people because of this, that, or the other. Y'all ain't going to talk. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Don't say that you love people but hate God. You can't. He makes them equal in application. He says all of this is one thing. Which means you cannot just get one of, the, one of them. Give me something that's got three. Get this thing right here. This mic stand. This is good. All right. Say love God. Love people. Love life. Come on, we're almost there. Here it is. So if this is God, I'm doing the best I can. God says, no wonder you can't stand. No wonder don't nothing work for you because you're busy loving everybody else but God. You're busy trying to be a good wife, but you ain't no good Christian. You're busy trying to be a good husband, but you're not a good Christian. No wonder don't nothing stand up for you. And I need you to open your mouth and say, I love God, people, and life. Come on. So here we go. Here we go. So that's the second one, love your neighbor. That's people. Now look, here's the thing. So here's the thing. You're like, I don't love God. I don't love people. I'm about me. This season of my life is about me. I take care of everybody else, but I'm about to do me. And there's some wisdom in the fact that you do need to make sure, because you can't give to others what you don't give to yourself. So you need a healed you to give people a healed you. You need a healed you to give you a healed you and to give God a healed you. But here's the deal. If you get rid of people in life, now look. uh, And here's the thing. You really thought it was going to stand up for a minute. And look, you throwing up gang signs. You throwing up gang signs to see. Because see, listen, this is it. Because two of them had to go, right? Never stands. And here's the thing. When you're in this moment, because you just got your income tax yet, you're like, I'm good. And that's because you don't realize it's his hand that didn't let you fall. But God says, but if you don't get this thing together, it's going to keep falling. So now let me break the third leg. All three legs is broke. Right? Here's the deal. He makes them equal in application. This is a tripod. It needs all three to stand. It needs all three to stand. Don't tell me you love God and you don't love you. needs all three. Here's what you do in the name of Jesus. I just command you to stand. After having done all, just stand. You prayed, you cried, you cried, you prayed. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. I wanted the second here. Do it again. All right, listen. <laughs> Got to get them hits right. Watch. It's a movie. Everybody see that? They're equal in application. And we just learned that there's so many parts of you that have to love God, love people, and love life. So the question is, you ready for this? Why is this so important? Here it is. Galatians 5, 6. You've seen this scripture a lot in the last few messages in love songs. And I need you to see it tonight. Galatians 5, 6. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision. He was talking about the Hebrew custom of being circumcised, which was evidence of your covenant with God. It was an outward sign to demonstrate a, a spiritual covenant. Now, here's what Paul says in Galatians. He says that doesn't benefit. He says because you cannot have the outward sign and work the spiritual principle. And have the outward sign and never work the spiritual principle. Y'all still with me? He says, but faith which worketh by love. Oh, King James. Say, my faith, my faith works by love. Works by love. So, so let's get this. This is so important. Your faith is literally fueled by love. So what's in this, and I like it because it's red. What's in this, in, this, in this red thing here? Love. Some of y'all saying fuel. No, some of y'all said gas. <laughs> Premium, Bishop. That's that good stuff. Mm -mm, I don't put regular in my car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was the correct answer there. Okay. Say, my faith is fueled by love. Okay. So, if faith is fueled by love, our faith game is strongest when our love game is strongest. This is love. Without this, you ain't going nowhere. I don't care if you have a Rolls Royce Phantom with the lights in the car looking like it's nighttime. That's beautiful. But you're going to be sitting in the driveway. Y'all ready for me? And that's where a lot of what you prayed for is in the driveway because it, it ain't got the right amount of fuel. You ready? Because you separated the two. You thought, I'm just going to do me, and I'm going to get the money. I'm going to do me, and I'm going to get mine. I'm, I'm going to do this. And God was like, mm-mm. Where you going with no gas? Where are you going with no gas? Now, this is important. I'm about to connect all these dots in a moment. Y'all ready for this? Now, remember, work if there in, in uh, Greek, it means this. It means to energize you. To energize you. So love energizes your faith. What does that mean? It brings it alive. I'm going to connect the dots in a second. It brings you from one stage to the next, which means without love, your faith will not advance. Without love, listen, you will stay stagnant and never advance to the next stage of life. That's why you meet a lot of people who are grown but act like kids. Why? Because they stop loving at the place of their deepest hurt. And because you stop loving at the place of your deepest hurt, you're 40, but your love is a little girl. You're 55, but your love is 16. Can we go further here? Can we go further here? It means to energize a wire. What does a wire do? It connects two things to make sure that a thing is power. So literally, my faith is energized. It, 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 it's an electrical current. It connects things for me. 
But that only happens by love. Everybody got that principle? Everybody got that principle? So let's take a view at why this is so important. 1 Timothy 6.12. Fight the good fight. You know this one? Of faith. So say, I'm fighting the faith fight. Can you talk to me like an army in the building and online? Say, I'm fighting a faith fight. Okay, so stop talking about you fighting the devil. Boo, stop. Let me, tell you, let me tell you why that's ridiculous. And if you grew up in church, you get used to saying stuff like that. But I just need you to know that's not Bible. Okay, okay don't get quiet on me because I'm telling the truth now. Because if you grew up in the church, like, you, you, you really were basically Satanists. Everything was the devil. Child, the devil is busy and the devil is trying to come and get you in your sleep. And the devil is... Dude. Let me tell you how I know that's not true. He's not omnipresent. He ain't everywhere at the same time. Bishop, how you know that? In Job chapter 1, he said, the Lord says to him, where you been? Walking? You ain't even got no car. Y'all ain't gonna say to me, I've been walking to and fro on the earth seeking somebody. In other words, he ain't messing with her and her and her at the same time. He ain't messing with him and him and him at the same time. So stop making the devil bigger and more powerful than he is. I need you to say, and my God has defeated him. The fight you're in and I am in is a faith fight. But what fuels our faith? Love. Which means the real fight is a love fight. Because it don't matter how great my plans are, how great my faith is, there is no love to fuel it. Okay, we don't understand it yet, so let's go. I got another scripture for you. That's okay. Hebrews 11. Here we go. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. Well, well, okay, what fuels my faith? Love. And without love, it's impossible to please him. You're going to catch it. So then that means your wounds are after more than love. They're after your faith to ruin your future, and your future needs you healed. I'll say it again. That means your wounds are after more than your love. They're after your faith to ruin your future, and your future needs you healed. What creates my future? Your faith does. But you literally, your faith can go nowhere if it ain't got no gas. So now he needs you pissed off at everybody. I said it. He wants you mad at everybody. He wants you offended with everybody. He wants you ticked off all the time. You ever met somebody that has a resting state of being ticked off? Just ticked off. Just wake up. They come to work. They come to church. They in the mall. <laughs> the birthday party. They, they need one-on-one therapy. Listen. All right, all right. So check this out. So check this out. Let me give one more. Or let's look at this Hebrews 11 though. Just one more time. Then we're out of here. Y'all, y'all still with me? Give one more time. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. Which really means without love, it's impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. 
here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to seek him if I don't love him. I'm not going to believe he rewards if I don't love him. I'm not going to believe he rewards. Are, are you catching the, con con the connection here? All right, so let's look at this. Say, my wounds are after more than my love. They're after my faith to ruin my future. And my future needs me healed. All right? So here we go. We're going up. Here we go. Right here. So let's look at what happens in order to mess with your love, to destroy your faith, which ruins your future. See the connection? You, everybody get the connection here. Okay. So this explains all of what you've been through. You talk about this, it's so hard to love. This ain't about your love. This is about you never trusting. <laughs> so everywhere you try to go, you're going to try to get there by yourself. This is about you never, ever being able to have intimacy. And remember, that's not physicality. You're never going to be vulnerable in front of anybody. And that's where your strength is. All right, let's look. Matthew 24, 10. And then many, not all, somebody say not all, will fall away. So listen, God is telling you in Matthew 24, he's like, look, people are going to fall away from you. They're going to fall away. It is. Be okay with what he already told you is inevitable. You sit up there, well, I'm just trying to figure out what happened. Can I be honest with you? So that's good. That's good. I mean, that's nice to, you know, you know see things because all that. But the reality is people going to do what they want to do. So while you're sitting here trying to have 14 follow-up meetings about where they went and why they left you and why they're not with you anymore, the truth is, it's never going to be enough for somebody if Jesus isn't enough. You can never be enough if he ain't enough for him. Okay, let me move, let me move, let me move. And then many, not all, will fall away. Then here's the second thing he says. They will betray one another. So he prophesies in advance you're going to be betrayed. We act surprised. Don't we? I can't believe that. The truth be told, you should have been betrayed enough to where you can watch for the signs. Because people always leave you before they leave you. They always be, they're always doing something before they do something. Like, don't be shy. But we be shy. I can't believe this. Except for all them red flags that you kept putting bleach on. Right? And hate one another. Now, now, look at this. This is where we want to go here. Say, hate. hate. Hate is this Greek word, missio, for my note takers. There's a lot of scripture and a lot of Greek words tonight right, for my note takers. So y'all should love tonight's message. You're just a feasting and a glorious feast of Greek. It means to love less. He says, people are going to love one another less, which means they love who less? Themselves, which means they love who less? God. He's prophesying this. So some of y'all be like, it's just a different world out there. He told you. He told you. And they made a show to tell you too. Okay. All right, here we go. Everybody listen to this. Here's what loveless means in Greek. It means to punish someone through intense hostility 
deriving from fear, anger, or a sense of injury or wounds. So here's what, here's what hate means. It means I love less, and the reason I love less is because I'm punishing somebody. Because I'm fearful, because I'm angry, or you have injured me or wounded me, and that's why I love less. Take this. Take this. Take this attitude. Huh? What you gonna do? Move you out the way. <laughs> listen, listen. Right? But wait, wait. This is what it means. It means I am going to punish you through being hostile towards you and hostile towards what you're for, hostile towards what you believe in. That's why some people give you trouble about God and church is because you love it and they really have an issue with you so they hate what you love. It's quiet in the church on tonight. All right, so look at verse 11. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. What does that mean? There will be those who make people feel right when they're wrong. Prophet speaks to people. So they will make people feel right when they're wrong. You will have people that will literally sit up and justify people's dishonor, disrespect, mess, junk, and drama, and they'll feel justified talking about what so-and-so said. It Well, so-and-so's a liar. I feel like Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. It's from a movie, A Time to Kill. Like, you will have people sitting up, but this is my truth. If you don't put your little hand down and... and okay, that's fine that you have a perspective, but your perspective has to line back up to the word. So you can see it that way, but remember, my understanding has to take me back. You have met somebody... Listen, let me tell you something. If you ever want to meet some of the most interesting people on the planet... Listen, come spend a day with me. Because you will see some stuff and read some stuff and hear some stuff and you'll be like, what are they talking about? I promise you. Listen, that's okay. <laughs> I got something for you. <laughs> Let's take this thing out. So, so here's what happens. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. Um, many times what people will do is people will find a voice that justifies their error and their wrong and then lift that up as a voice to justify why they won't do right. You've had this happen in your life. Well, I call Susan and I call, I call, uh, uh, what's my other character? Darlene and I, and you know, and she said, okay, well, but did you give it a whole story? And then let's get some scripture to back that up. Do we have some Bible for this or is this just opinions? Because a false prophet can never use a truthful Bible. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me tonight. So here we go. Verse 12. Okay, let me simplify that because some of y'all, maybe false prophets, let me, let, me, let me water that down a little bit so we get it. They will find friends that never liked you in the first place to justify why they did you wrong. You see what I'm saying? And then now all, listen, they will find one of these little running base. Well my, well, my friend, my friend said, your friend. Parents, you've dealt with this, you've dealt with false prophets with your kids because they come tell you what their friend said. 
should be happening in your house. That's a false prophet. What's going on in here? If you want, if you like the way little, little Susan Ann run her house, then you go on over there and stay with her. But as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. So I tell you what, I will, matter of fact, you want to go over her house? Okay, baby, that's fine. I listen, I Mama, what you doing? That's your bags, baby, since you want to go. I bet you're gonna want to stay home now. No, I got to get the kids a bag. Okay, listen, okay. I'm making a point. You ready? So let's look at this last part of this verse. We're going to get it. Look at this last part of this verse. Verse 12. And because lawlessness, what does that mean? Blatant iniquity, transgression and sin. Let me break that down. All right? Will be increased. The love of many will grow cold. Blatant iniquity. Iniquity is generational sin. So here's what people will say. This is how all the women in our family are. This is how all the men in our family are. This is, this is how we are. It's blatant. Th there is no attempt to do right. The only attempt is to justify wrong. Transgression. What does that mean? You knew you did me wrong. And you did it anyhow. And sin. Sin is mistakes. You didn't know when you did it. But once you knew that you did it, you did nothing to fix it. That's what he says. He says, that's going to happen. Say, it's going to happen. He says, as a result, the love of many is going to grow cold. What does that mean? There's going to be less and less fuel for your faith. Which explains why we read, y'all ready for this? We read these amazing miracles in the Bible. And some people will say, well, why doesn't that still happen today? Well, they had full tanks. And I'm here to tell you, listen, you sit next to somebody that's about to see the miraculous hand of God. You sit next, if you ain't never seen a miracle, you, about, you sit next to somebody that's about to manifest a whole lot of them. I just need for us to go up for just a moment that God's getting our love together so that our faith will be strong because our next 12, come on Wednesday, will be our You can't believe for God to raise people from the dead and look and look here. You see this corner of gas. And everybody know about a corner of gas. Everybody know about using your faith for something that we ought not use faith for. What is that for? Going home on E knowing we should have filled it up on at that night. Come on. Come on, don't y'all do that Wednesday. Some of y'all ain't laughing. Come on, come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Like all of us have just, I'm just, I'm just going to go home and I'm just trusting God. <laughs> if you don't go to that gas station and put some gas in that car, I pray it don't snow. <laughs> I don't want my fuel line to get stuck. Okay. <laughs> so here we go. So somebody say, so say, say love grows cold, love grows cold. Over, time. over time. So I have to actively, I'm going to talk to me like an army, fight against it. Fight it's going to be easy for this to get empty. It's going to be easy for this to make you just want to say, I'm done. It's going to be, it's going to be easy for this to just keep going down, 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 down. And you trying to get from here to Colorado Springs on a eighth of a tank.
talking about, well, Bishop, I got a Prius. Listen, I, <laughs> I don't even know if a Prius can make it on an eighth of a tank. I, <laughs> she said, I made it. <laughs> you, <laughs> he says, over time, but listen, he says, over time, you're going to run out of gas unless you keep filling it. So these wounds are after this because this is what makes your faith work. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. So no wonder you always feel like when you're worshiping, you're begging him and you're not entering the presence of your father is because you don't even know him as a son or a daughter. You only know him as a beggar because this is empty. And God says, come to me as my children, but you keep begging me like you some beggar, begging me like you some, you are not some beggar. You are not some dusty road. You are sons and daughters of the most high God. But if this is empty, Every time you go for him, please, Lord Jesus, please, Lord, I just need the Lord Jesus. And God is like, if you don't stop all that, you are my son. You are my daughter. And just because you walked away never changed who you were. The prodigal son walked away, but it never changed the fact that he was a son. So he says, let me go back and I'll just be a son. I'll just be a servant. And the father came back and said, oh, no, but what are you talking about? And he said, no, no, no. Just because you lost your mind for a little bit, I'm glad you got it back because you never lost your position. You never lost your rank with me. You never stopped being my son. Is there anybody that can thank God on this Wednesday night that even when you walked away, backed away, turned away, God says, you're still my son. You're still my daughter. So watch. So watch. Here we go. So here's the question of what we're doing this month, and we're done. What is group therapy? Somebody say, what is group therapy? Is treatment intended to relieve or heal a disorder in a group? Treatment intended to relieve or heal a disorder in a group. Now, somebody said, well, Bishop, I'm fine. You get the rest of these people together. I'm good. If I watch, here we go. Isaiah 66 and 9. I'm about to take you up, but I just want to make sure I teach you so you get it. Okay? All right, I'm giving you a lot of scripture tonight. I'm giving you a lot of prescriptions tonight. <laughs> if you grew up old school church, they had a song. The song said, come on in the room. Why? Jesus is my doctor. And what does he do? He writes out all of my scripture. And then what does he do? And he gives me all my medicine in the room. Now, I never figured that song out. Because if he writes the prescription and giving you the medicine, then why you need the prescription? I mean, it just doesn't even make sense. I like stuff that makes sense. Like, I just... Isaiah 66 and 9. Hey, but watch this. In the same way, this is about to bless you, I will not cause pain without allowing something new. Everybody holler new. To be born, say born. By the very definition of new and born, that means disorder. What does disorder mean? Things are not where they normally go. 
New means, watch me, you get a new house, you walk in. Things are not where they normally would be. Come on, you'll catch it in a minute. You get a new car, things are not like they would normally be. Y'all. Some of y'all are trying to figure out, I just it don't feel the same. It's not supposed to. Come here. It's new. It's not supposed to feel like it used to be. For some of you that have come to Harvest in the last few months, well, it's new. It's different. It's supposed to be. It ain't supposed to feel like what it was. It's supposed to be something new. It's not supposed to feel like what was, so there's disorder. Things are not ordered the way that they would normally go, the way they would normally be. It says, I'm allowing something new. Go back. I'm allowing something new to be what? Born. Now, any ladies in here had a child? Okay. Now, ladies, just by your voice and your response, how many of you were the exactly, exact same 10 months as you were at conception? You were the exact same. Let me hear you. I don't hear nobody, and I don't know if somebody says something, I don't know what to say. Come on, ladies. Because here's the deal. You keep saying, God, I'm ready for new. I'm ready for my next. And God says, no, you're not. Because the moment you have to carry something, your whole insides get rearranged and stuff that was right here is over here and over here and over there. God says, I'm rearranging everything going on up in you and things are not where they used to be. You don't feel the same. You don't think the same. You don't act the same. Watch me. You don't eat the same. You don't speak the same. You don't walk the same. You got a little wobble with it. Wobble with it. Why? Because I'm doing something new. He says, something new is being born. So watch this. Watch this. Say group therapy. So here's the disorder. Disorder is disruption. Say disruption. The disruption is the wound. Where you've been hurt. Where you were betrayed. Where somebody fell away. Got it? You're still with me? It's literally on the screen. It's not hard. Well, let's go class. Here we go. So the disorder is the disruption. When you get pregnant, ladies, it's disruption. You don't sleep the same. You don't sleep. Now, fellas, we can't relate to that. Now, if your wife was pregnant, then you can relate to that because you didn't sleep because she wasn't sleeping. She's sending you to the snow in the middle of the night picking up stuff. Bring me some pickles, some ice cream, some potato chips, and some chitlins. (laughs) I want my child to know about Southern cooking. Listen. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. So check this out. So the disorder is the disruption. The disruption is the wound. It's the pain. Watch me. The wound is the pain. Are you you checking this? So so let's just go back. Group therapy. Let's go back real quick. Group therapy, it is treatment intended to relieve or heal a disorder. How? In a group. Well, what's the disorder? The disorder is the disruption. The disruption is the wound. The wound brings pain. He said, I won't cause pain without allowing something new to be born. So what is he really saying? Go back. What is he really saying? I'm going to allow you to be wounded, which is going to create a disruption 
which is going to bring disorder to do something new in you. I'm going to back that thing up so the people on your road get it. Go back to Isaiah 66, 9. Now, if you don't shout out for the way I'm about to read this verse, listen. In the same way, listen, I will not cause pain without. Y'all let me read it with all of that. And y'all just sat there on me. Hold on, stop. I'm going to read it again. And don't y'all sit on me when I read this. In the same way. But actually get it, though. <laughs> don't just be shouting and saying it. Don't get it. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Give me a knife. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. It's going to bless you. It's going to bless you. Come here. You come over here. Come here. What, you going to button up your vest? Like, that's going to stop the knife. Y'all see him zipping up his vest like it's going to stop the knife. You're about to catch it. Oh, we about to say, I'm about to catch this. In the same way, listen, Wednesday night. I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born. Question is, who gave him the knife to wound you? Which is why the wound can never kill you. Because he was the one controlling who had... Y'all ain't going to talk to me tonight. He was the one controlling who had the knife. Which means the purpose of the wound was to do something new. Somebody say, this was never supposed to take me out. This was supposed to make me better. Y'all are playing with me on this Wednesday Night Live. God says, I... I God says listen here's, here's the deal God says I gave him the knife and they concealed it real good what you got Bishop I got some bandages What's a bandage? It's only temporary while I'm healing. March is the month you coming about them bandages. March is the month you coming about them band-aids. March is the month where you're going to be able to peel the thing off and say, look, it's healed. Look, I'm healed. Look, I'm better. Look, I'm stronger. Look, I'm wiser. Look, I'm new. Say healing and acceleration. So check this out. He gives them the knife. It says, now all you can do, ooh, let me use me. All you can do is cut them on the head. I ain't got no problem showing my wounds. Because when you expose them, they heal quicker. When you expose them to the air, they heal quicker. Would you look up at your neighbor and say, stop hiding your wounds. Say, if you'll expose them to the air, they'll heal quicker. Come on, Wednesday. If you'll expose them, they'll heal quicker. If you'll put them out there, they'll heal quicker. If you're not ashamed of them, they'll heal quicker. I got quit. Y'all get your communion ready. <laughs> Should have been on your seat. Get it ready. 
In the same way, I will not cause pain that I'll learn something new to be born. So God says, I give them a knife, and there's only so much they can do. I give them boundaries. That's why, yes, they lied on you. Yes, some stuff went down. But there was only so far I let them go. There's only so far I let them take it. And you'll notice what felt like it was killing you didn't kill you. Because I ain't let nothing like that happen to you unless I'm trying to do something new. You better know who your God is. He's like, I'm not letting them do nothing to you that's not going to do something new in you. There was only so far they could take it. Only so far they could go. Only so far they could move. And here's what he says. If I, let them, if I get in this knife, I'm running the whole show. Here, let me give somebody. Come here. You right there. Come here. Now look. Now you can cut her. Cut her. No, no, no. Yeah, you can. Now, she gonna be hunched over for a little bit. Come on, stand your hunch. She gonna be hunched over for a little bit. But I need her to learn that when I was wounded, I let them wound me internally. Because any place where the blood was shed, it was redeeming something for you. So since I let them, watch me, since I let the blood flow internally in me, I need you to learn that I can heal the internal wounds that got you hunched over. Still here? Now listen, all right, stand back up. Now, cut ahead. Okay. A little bit more realistic. Come on. Let's do it again. Action. Oh, there we go. That was a winner. That's a winner. Here's the deal. She thought she was going to lose her mind. She wasn't sleeping right. She wasn't eating right. She wasn't driving right. Her paperwork was wrong. Her emails was wrong. Why? Because she was going through some mental anguish and stress. But I need her to know they put a crown of thorns on my head, which means anything that's going to mess with your mind, I need you to know I paid for that. Open your mouth and say, he paid for that. 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 Here we go. So listen. Okay, one more. Get behind her. So here's the betrayal. Remember he prophesied betrayal? Many will fall away. Many will betray. He prophesied this. Somebody say, God said it was going to happen. All right, so get her Achilles. There you go. You got it. You got it. So check this out. So your Achilles, Achilles means your greatest weakness has been activated. There was a place Paul couldn't go to preach because the meaning of it was Achilles. So God says, Paul, even though you're anointed, watch me, you ain't ready for Achilles. There are certain things I keep you from because you're not ready for it. And because I love you so much, you ain't going to be a shooting star that shoots fast and falls even faster. When you go up, you stand up there. 
let me prophesy to somebody. You've been thinking, oh my God, what's taking so long? God says, ain't nothing off schedule. It's been taking this long because you ain't going to be no shooting star that goes up and falls fast. When you get up there, you're going to stay up there. I... So here's the deal. So this is the betrayal. So listen. But they pierced me in my feet. I need her to know that even what feels like it's his, her greatest weakness, which affects her walk, which affects how she lives, which affects how she goes throughout her day, which affects where she goes. I need her to know I paid for that too. So I'm going to heal that too. 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 Move so she can heal. I'm going to heal that too. <laughs> Thank you. Right, no, stay right there. Stay right there. Here's the problem though. Say, what's the problem, Bishop? Disorder is disruption. Disruption is a wound. A wound equals pain. Pain is an unpleasant sensory emotional experience. And I've talked to these before, but I want you to see what we're going to be healing this month. It's the opener for the series, okay? Here's what we're healing this month. Because what pain can do is pain can paralyze you. So what do you do? You stop doing what work. Go back to your Achilles. So now you're not making any progress. Because you stopped walking all together. Because you were tired of walking with a limp. So you stop doing what work. You stop doing it. And here's what you said. I'm hurt. I need some time. I'm wounded. I need a break. I'm wounded. I just need to step away from everything right now. And some of you, you've done that thinking you were being wise, not realizing you were giving in to your wound. Your, your Achilles needs to heal by you putting pressure on it. It needs to heal by you putting weight on it. It ain't going to heal by you not going nowhere. It's going to heal when you put some weight on it. Here's the next thing to do. I'm done. You got your communion ready? You got your communion with you? It's, it's in your seat. Right, if you need it, uh, put your hand up. Ambassadors will come serve you. If you need communion, put your hands up. Ambassadors will serve you. At home, I need you to get your at-home communion ready, too. All right, it was on your seat or the seat pocket in front of you. One or two. All right, here we go. It can also produce poisonous pathologies. What does this mean? Abnormal thinking. So remember when he got her head? Come back to her head. Your foot's good now. Get her head. Action. That's good. So now you'll notice she's still looking in the direction of her wound. So her thinking is abnormal because of what she beholds. You become what you behold. So her thinking is dark because she's looking at a black wall. You'll catch it in a minute. You'll catch it in a minute. Do you see this imagery? I need you to catch the analogy. So you'll say, I think this. I feel this. It seems like this. And God is like, it's not that. You know, everywhere I look, it's just dark. Boo, because you're looking at the wall. But here's what's going to happen. This month, you're... Thinking is going to be fixed so you see what's ahead of you. And you'll see that there's more for you than there is against you. Here we go. Last two. Pain can prong others. So now, here's the deal. Uh, here, come here, sweetheart. Sweetheart, right here. Come here. He asked the Lord to use you, didn't he? He's about to use you. So now, see, you were wounded, and now you got kids and cousins and family and people. So here's the deal. So you're in pain, you're wounded, and now, step right here, sweetheart. So now, you pronging her with your stuff. So instead of a mama-daughter team, y'all a mama-dama 
mama, mama daughter, a mama daughter competitors. Y'all ain't no team, y'all compete. Instead of father, son building one another, it's so much tension when y'all in the room. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me today. So you prong one another. You prong one another. You tell jokes that really have real meaning. So when they talk about, yeah, I don't know if I'm going, you be like, yeah, well, you ain't been here all this time. I don't know why you. And I'm preaching. Listen. So you're pronging others. You're pronging others. So now you're becoming to her what was done to you. And the whole time, this is empty. And the one you're supposed to give this to, you don't give it to. Because you're busy pronging. And you, who gets pronged, Bishop? Whoever's closest to you. I got to finish because I'm way over time. Is this best anybody? Pain can ruin your perception. It can ruin your perception. How you see, how you perceive. So she'll say, turn around, look at her. She'll say, you're hurting me. You'll say, no, I'm not. She'll say, let's have a conversation so that we can get this together and this can be better. You'll say, no, I'm not. Talk about what? Talk for what? Meet for what? I got to quit because I'm way over time. Here's the last thing. Pain, y'all ready? Can produce pride. So here's pride. Do like this. And then simultaneously prong her. If you can do this, use a good actress. Here, what are you doing? I'm hardening myself. Because ain't nobody going to hurt me again. You call it, you ready for this? You call it just being to yourself. But some of that is pride. It's quiet in the church, but the word is right. It's good to be, it's good to take care of you, and there's nothing wrong with, with, with being a, a person that doesn't need a crowd, doesn't need, doesn't need to be around a bunch of people. There's nothing wrong with that. But there is something wrong when your motive, when your intention is ain't nobody gonna hurt me. And in this cocoon, I'm secure. In this cocoon, I'm good. Ain't nobody coming in here. Don't bring your corona in here. Don't bring nothing in here. Don't bring no cold. Don't bring no cough. Don't bring, no, don't bring nothing in here. I'm in my cocoon. I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't want to say hey to nobody. I would do it, but I'm not going to do it. I could do it, but I'm not going to do it. And the same time you in your cocoon and you just pronging her, she prongs, she's hurting. So now guess what she does? Now that she's hurting, guess what she does? Come here. Guess what she does? So now she's learned that this is love. So because she's learned that's love, now she do that to her. But when she do that to her, she ain't just using that. Mm -mm. When she do that to her. Because it's always worse when it goes to the next generation. Which is why you, we going home, you are the curse breaker in your bloodline. You are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You're the line crosser. You're the boundary breaker. You're the history maker. Let's say it one more time when they say, and my future.
needs me healed because my next 12, it will be my best 12. Give God a praise right there, Wednesday. Wow. So, Father, we bless you and honor you. We seal this time tonight. Mr. what are the chairs for? Group therapy. We heal as a group. Let me have my communion. I'm going to have it right here. Say group therapy. So tonight, sit right there. Thank you. So tonight, if you're in this experience, in the building or online, if you've never become a Christian, tonight's your night to recommit yourself to the Lord. You're not watching this by accident. You're not in this building by accident. And tonight is your night. Say, it's my night. Become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord to be sure. On three, I just want you to in the building, raise your hand online, do the hand with the emoji, say it's me. One, you're not watching this by accident. No guilt, no condemnation, no fear. Two, one, two, three, if that's you, respond tonight. If you become a Christian, raise that hand up. Online, do that hand with the emoji. Or say it's me. Hallelujah. And everybody say this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place because of this belief. In this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, and I'm reconnected to you. This is my month of healing and acceleration because my future needs me that way. In Jesus' name. I need you to take out your phone and text the word decision to 55498. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Text the word DECISION to 55498 to let us know about your decision and we'll send you amazing resources to help you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. The rest of your life will be the best of your life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. And now, an Etsy holiday gifting mission. Today's episode, Operation Delivered on Time. Here's the situation. The holidays are coming up, which means you're on a mission to buy handcrafted gifts. But you're worried they may not be delivered on time, so you need peace of mind if something goes wrong with your delivery. Impossible, right? Not this year, because you're shopping for gifts on Etsy. Etsy is where everyone can find handmade items from independent shops. It's also the place where you know your gifts will be delivered by the seller's estimated delivery date or your money back. Whether you're searching for handmade home pieces like serveware, cutting boards, and throw pillows, or personalized items like necklaces, handbags, and seasonal jackets. Etsy has it and has your back if something goes wrong with delivery. New to Etsy? Use the code HOLIDAY10 for 10% off your first purchase. That's code HOLIDAY10. Maximum discount value of $50 expires December 31st, 2023. See terms at etsy.com slash terms. To claim refunds, see requirements and exclusions at etsy.com slash legal slash buyers. Etsy has it. Shop etsy.com.